0: Welcome to the Fundraising Freedom Podcast with Mary Viloni. I'm your host, Mary Viloni, and this is the place where fundraisers come to be encouraged, empowered, and educated on how to raise more funds and have more freedom. Welcome to episode 144. Today, we're going to be talking about the question, are you playing the short or the long game? So these last couple weeks have been a lot of fun. I've been doing a lot of traveling, and uh, if you followed my social media stuff. You'll see that I, you know, was uh, doing some work. Of course, I'm always traveling with my consulting work, but I also got to do some really fun stuff with family. So a couple weeks ago I was in Minnesota for my nephew's wedding, which was really awesome. He asked me to actually be one of the readers for his wedding. So I got to share one of my favorite scriptures about love is patient, love is kind. Uh, So that was a really special moment for me. He is the like Well, I have a lot of nephews, so when I was a little kid, I mean, I was five years old and I became an aunt and I say aunt, I know in Missouri it's aunt, but I'm, I'm an aunt and I've, I've tried really hard to make that stick. but I don't know if that's going to work for the long haul. But regardless, um, my, my very first nephew got married and it was a really beautiful ceremony and the weather was absolutely freezing cold because it's Minnesota. And of course we arrive and it's negative 21 feels like negative 21. So, um, I'm pretty sure my dogs got frostbite. (laughs) So I'm still trying to figure out what exactly uh, happened to their feet. So, but it, it was cold, but it was so much fun to spend time with family. And I, I love my family. I have a really big family. I'm the youngest of seven. And so that's why I was an aunt at a very young age. So it was fun to just celebrate with them and be together as a family. Remind me of the things that are really, really important to me, uh, that follow, I got home and just was home for a few days and then went back out on, um, and we were traveling this time. It was vacation. So my husband and I went on our annual trip to Mexico. And this is. trip we've taken for the last seven years. It actually was a trip that I went on before I left my work at the American Cancer Society. So my first year there, uh, you know, it was really like one of those years where I was just trying so desperately to, um, get you know, get out of my day job. I, I wanted to live out this dream of being a consultant, a coach and a trainer. What I do today, what I get to do with each and every one of you. So this was such a dream for me. So every time I go back on that vacation, we actually stay in the same room at the same resort. And so it's very consistent every single year to be in the same location. So very comfortable. It's almost like home away from home. So, uh, but obviously beautiful, uh, beach and beach weather, of course. So, and, and a nice time just to shut off. You know, I know that we work really hard with the, the jobs that we all have. And so it's, I hu- obviously, I mean, I I think that it's hard for people to understand this sometimes is that I actually have a really hard time shutting off. So vacation is one of those things that I'm like, I almost have to force myself to do because otherwise I would just keep going and I probably wouldn't shut off. And that's where I'm like, I know that it's healthy to shut down for a little while and to be able to regroup and come back. So I'm happy to be back and to have that time away, just to process information and to just really shut off for a little bit. Um, and of course just spend time with my husband, which I always love to do. So, uh, we had a great time. I, we always go on this trip with my sister and my brother-in-law. So they always, you know, make it a great trip as well. So, uh, now that I'm back and you know, the thing though, at the end of that trip, that was so crazy was, um, you know, we, we took a direct flight on Southwest airlines. And so we flew directly from St. Louis to Cancun, Mexico. We got there. Everything's great on our flight back home. We are on the, same flight. Really, with the same exact people. Okay, so we all flew out on a Saturday and we all flew back on a Saturday. So same people that are on this flight, and so you start to see familiar faces, and you know people know that hey, we all came from St. Louis, so we kind of know where people are coming from, and we know that we all just came from vacation. So we get about thirty miles or thirty minutes outside of Cancun. We're flying over the Gulf of Mexico, and uh, some commotion happens in the back of the plane, and all of a sudden I start to watch the flight attendants starting to talk and, you know, Gino's watching a movie. I'm listening to a book on audio and I just kind of look back and I'm like, "Mm, I think something's going on. Um, it turns out that a lady went into what we believe she had convulsions and then all of a sudden she wasn't breathing. And so four different medical professionals came around her and they started and began chest compressions on her. And so they started in the seat and then they moved her to the back of the plane, we were sitting in the very front row of the plane. And so one of the flight attendants came forward and he sat down or he was talking to the other guy and he mentioned to the other flight attendant that, uh, something was happening. And, uh, within 10 minutes, they knew that she had already passed. And so at this point, it was a matter of how do we get, how do we land and get her medical attention if it's even possible? So they did an emergency landing. We, we landed in New Orleans instead of landing in St. Louis. And of course, everybody gets off the flight and, or I mean, they, they have us all seated and they bring on the, the medical professionals from the airport and they have them come on and immediately they know that she's passed. And so over the loudspeaker, they mentioned, please, if you have any children, please have them look away from the aisle and they rolled down this woman in a wheelchair, in a yeah, wheelchair, basically. And they covered her with a blanket. And, um, and of course I couldn't help but look. And as she rolled out, um, yeah, I mean, she was, she was gone and that profoundly impacted me. And I kind of had a feeling that it, it might, but, you know, death is one of those things that it just, it impacts you in a way that you don't realize in the moment. Um, but I know many of you, as I have as well dealt with grief and so, you know, when you deal with grief, you start to realize that you're like, man, our lives are just, we're not playing the long game when it comes to our life. You know, like we, we are playing a, it's a finite number of years that each of us are given here. And so what are we going to do with it? And so this really has um, inspired today's episode about talking about the long and the short game. I also spent my time on the beach, uh, listening to an audiobook from one of my favorite authors and speak. Simon Sinek. So he came out with a book called the infinite game. And so I was really, you know, wanting to, to listen to this audiobook because I really, there's something about the idea that we are playing the infinite game in, in, in the work that each of us do, especially in nonprofit and business work. Okay. So we know that when we've, Agreed to come on to this job, we were working towards something that was so much bigger than us. That's why we were probably, you were probably drawn to it, was that you're like, wow, I get to change lives. I get to impact people in a way that will impact generations and decades to come. And so that's really. I think what we all long for, to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. And so Simon, when he wrote this book, he realized that some companies, some organizations are functioning off of this short game or this finite game and others were functioning like it was the infinite game. And he used the example of Microsoft and Apple. So Apple was playing more of the infinite game, Microsoft playing the finite game. So when you think about this, it's like you know Apple has put out a lot of products, some that have been successful. Some not. Same thing with Microsoft. But the mental state that each of these companies are in was that the the mental mindset of Apple was, yeah, we're going to put out some good stuff and we're going to put out some bad stuff. But in the end, it's an infinite game we're playing for the long haul. And so let me just read to you a little bit about what Simon Sinek says about this because I think this will help us unpack how are we seeing our causes, how are we seeing our fundraising efforts, and what are we going to do to make a difference in to change that so that we can actually be better at what we do. Okay. So the infinite game is all around us. Simon Sinek says, he says, many of the struggles that organizations face exist simply because their leaders were playing with a finite mindset in a game that has no end right? We have, there's no end to this game of life, at least at this point. I know maybe some of my Christian friends will believe otherwise, (laughs) but, but as of right now, there is no end to this game that we're playing. You're going to, you're the next generation is going to come through and they're going to pick up the game and the next generation will pick it up from there as well. Okay. So he goes on. And he just says the leaders who embrace the infinite mindset, they build stronger, more innovative, more inspiring organizations. They have the resilience to thrive in an ever-changing world. And those who adopt an infinite mindset are the ones who lead the rest of us into the future. So I, I cannot agree with that more. That those who think bigger, who are thinking about the next generation, they're thinking about way out in the future, they are the ones that are leading the way. And those of us who maybe have a tighter, more, you know, finite game that we're playing, like, oh, we're competing with our chair, the charity that's next to us, and we're gonna do better at that next fundraiser, and we're gonna raise more funds than they did. That is a finite and a short game. And you don't wait Win. your cause does not win when you think that way and when I share my message with the seven steps to fundraising freedom you know I, I'm giving you the this framework this freedom framework because I want you to see the infinite game I want you to be working towards that bigger mission or the bigger vision that you have for your cause and you know as you think about your vision statement your vision statement really is the infinite game And your mission is how you're actually dealing with it today in the finite in the next, you know, three, five, 10 years, what are you doing today to impact that infinite game, which is your vision? And so if you do this well, you know, when you think about your cause and the way that you're running your organization, if you really do think about this in an infinite way, you're leading your volunteers, you're recruiting your volunteers for something so much bigger than, Hey, let's put on a party or a walk or a run event or whatever that fundraiser is that you're putting on. If you think about the infinite game, you're like, we are raising funds because we are trying to impact the infinite game, the long game. What is the end result here? And whatever we're doing in our fundraising, we're we're working towards that so that we can actually make a long-term impact that may or may not come in your lifetime. And that's what is really a lot of fun about what we get to do. We get to be a part of something that's so much bigger than ourselves. You know, when you really think about it, the game of life in general, you can't win. You can't win the game of life. Nobody can actually win being the best parent ever or the best employee ever. I mean, it, it's not a, it's not a game that you can actually win or lose. And so when you think about sports and how sports are, you know, regulated, there's rules and there's parameters and guidelines and all that stuff to playing the game, but it's because there's an, there's, there's a finite amount of time that's happening. you think about football and, you know, the quarters that are, that run through the game or hockey and the periods that, you know, there's only so much time in each period. There's only so much that, you you know, leverage that you have here during those, that time. And so everybody's playing by the same rules, uh, but that's not life, right? And so we're trying to translate a lot of things like these short-term games that we watch and we really enjoy, uh, and we try and translate that into our organizations in our businesses, and it just doesn't work. And so I want you to see that the, this long-term plan that we're working towards is so much bigger than us. It's so much bigger than us, which is why it is yeah, really awesome to be a part of. So when you're thinking about building out, you know, your organization and the work that you're doing and really coming from an infinite mindset, the long game, go back to the drawing board and really look at your fundraisers and say, why are we doing this fundraiser? And I know some of you guys don't have the ability to just change out a fundraiser on the spur of a moment. Cause you might've been hired to say, Hey, you're taking care of this event, this event, and this event. And I get that, uh, where it's like, Hey, I just have to work in these parameters and I'm doing my best to raise the funds to fulfill the mission, you know, just fulfill my job description. But some of you are the founders of your organization. You're the person who's leading and spearheading a movement or the entire organization. They're looking to you as the leader. And so I am speaking to you. I'm speaking to the leaders of the organizations, those of you that know that you have control over a certain demographic. And I wanted I want to let you know too, that even if you were assigned that event, like look at my fundraiser that I was assigned, you know, I was assigned to do, you know, to put on a gala. But what I was looking at was how can I create a fundraiser that's going to be here? well past me, the infinite game, the long-term. And like I've shared with you before, that fundraiser is still functioning today and I have been gone for nearly six years. You know, so that is something that I had in my mind when I created that fundraiser. I wanted those volunteers to come on, not because I asked them, not because they liked me, but because they were a part of the long game, that they were gonna be there for the long haul. And this was gonna be their charity of choice. I didn't just want a hundred dollar donation Thank you. We'll see you later. I wanted them to look at this as this was their charity of choice and that they were going to align themselves with a cause that was going to really match their desires and their mission in their life. And so that's what I want to encourage you today is as you're looking for volunteers, as you're recruiting people to come on your teams, whether you are an employee or whether you're the founder and the leader of the organization, the executive director, or a board member, I don't care what your role is. You have control over your mindset and how you encourage other people to come on board with you. So whether you're recruiting for a smaller event or for the entire organization, you have the ability to pitch your cause to where people are going to say, wow, I want to be a part of this for the long haul. And I want to be a part of helping you fulfill your vision, that infinite game of how do we, how do we change the world? How do we change a population, a demographic? And that's why they said yes to you. So if you're only recruiting for a finite amount of time and you're saying, Hey, I just want you to be a part of this for this short period of time. And this is what we're going to do. That's totally fine. But I want you to see that, that people have so much to give. We as individuals are very, intricate humans, right? Like well, there's a lot of facets to us. And if we can tap into people's creativity and their, you know, ability to invest in your cause like just so much further than, "Hey, I want to P, you know, help you with this one thing and it's a one and done kind of experience." But what if you had all of your members, your volunteers, the people who came on, what if they were with you in a, in that infinite mindset where it's like we are going to fulfill the vision of this cause? And we're going to go after this. And it's so much more than just raising money for this one little fundraiser. It's about raising funds for this fundraiser. We're going to raise funds for this project. We're going to raise funds for this next thing, because that's all falling in line with our strategic plan and for what we see in the future. And so as you're building out your, your fundraisers and as you're, you know, recruiting your volunteers and getting them all on board, how much better, how much more strong of an organization would you have if you had people who thought about this as an infinite game? as an infinite opportunity for them to be a part of. Now we only have so many years to live. And like I mentioned here, this woman had passed away. Many of you guys know that I do the work that I do because I lost my dad. You know, he passed from cancer, um, at the age of 69 and I'm 39. And so to me, it's really easy for me to think in my mind, how I'm like, there's a chance that I might only have 30 years and none of us knows how long we're going to have. Nobody knows how many years each of us are going to to have. And so maybe it's 30, 40, 50 years. I don't know. Maybe it's five. I don't know. But here's the deal is that I'm going to work every single day that I have towards the infinite game. And I want to be a part of things that are going to be seen as, wow, look at what we're doing transformatively so that we can change things for the future. And to me, that allows me to wake up every single day and feel like I get to be a part of something really incredible It motivates me. It makes me want to jump out of bed versus like, Oh my gosh, another day. You know, like none of us want to feel that way where it's like just drudgery every single day. We want to feel like, wow, we're a part of something. You know, I was interviewed a while back, uh, from actually one of my mentors and he had said to me, Oh, isn't it great that you run your own business now? And you know, I'm sure every day that you went into work before was just off, you know, like whatever, basically that I have so much more freedom now. And versus when I worked for my day job. And I just, I had to stop him in his tracks because I was just like, I loved my job at the American Cancer Society. I loved my job at Special Olympics at the ALS Association. I love my job that I get to work with each and every charity that I have an opportunity to uh, impact and and to be a part of. To me, that is such a joy to get to be a part of that, even the tough days. And I've had many, many of those. uh, But every day I feel like, wow, I get to be a part of something bigger. And so I, I didn't, when I transitioned into the work that I do now as a consultant and a coach and a trainer, this, this work that I do today is not like any different really when it comes down to it. I love what I get to do. I love what I, what I got to do. It was just a season, you know, that I was in that position for a season. And so wherever you are today, whatever job you have been assigned to do, I just want you to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to wake up every single day really working towards the infinite game. How am I going to leave a mark? How am I going to make a difference today? Whose lives am I going to impact or have a conversation with that might move the needle towards additional funds coming in the bank, which ultimately results in more lives being changed. And so all of that makes it so much easier to knock on doors and to have conversations with people because now we're talking about something really big. So we're not just talking about, Hey, we want you to write us a check. We're talking about the underlying route that we all have. We all have this desire to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. And you'll notice that the reason why people align with you and the work that you do is because they believe in what you do. Their mission, their personal mission aligns with your organizational mission, which just ultimately says that it's like, man, I want to come alongside you. I want to be with you in this. But just so you know, people will not come on board if they don't like you. And so it is our job to work towards being more likable and being a really good representative of the cause that we, that we're a part of. So how do you pick up the phone? How do you have conversations with people really thinking about the infinite game and talking through that while we have a really great group of people who are thinking big? We're not thinking about the small stuff, you know, we're the small stuff ultimately creates the big stuff. And that's why we want to be a part of it. So as you're working through throughout your fundraising efforts, I wish for every cause that if something's not working and it's not a part of the infinite game, that you might actually be able to shut it down. Because I know that it's so hard and trust me, I'm going through it myself where it's like, I, I, there's things that you're a part of and it's like, wow, it's really good. And maybe that fundraiser is really good, but it's not great. And so you're doing it because everybody's expecting that this fundraiser is going to happen, but you know, that if you could start up a different kind of fundraiser, you could maybe attract a different audience that could give larger sums of money. And I know it's always easier when it's like, well, let's start that thing. Well, the other thing is running and eventually we can shut. it. It down. And that's exactly what happened for me. You know, I was, I was running a fundraiser called daffodil days. And then I was also putting on this fundraiser called the cattle barons ball. And so the cattle barons ball was brand new and daffodil days was 30 years old. So it was like, well, we can't shut that fundraiser down until this other fundraiser is successful. So as soon as we started raising funds that net and over, I mean, just exceeded so much further beyond this fundraiser, we shut it down. And I really give a, uh, kudos to the organization for addressing the fact that that fundraiser wasn't working anymore. And it wasn't raising the funds It was not creating the awareness and it was causing a lot more headaches than needed to be. So, I mean, like that's, I've said it before that I'm like, it just doesn't even make sense that we were trying to be florists. And trust me, I do, I do not have a green thumb at all. So putting me in charge of a daffodil fundraiser where I have to grow daffodils, like, no, this, I mean, I actually, all I had to do was cut the ends of the daffodils, you know, off and put it in water. It really wasn't that complicated, but I am not. I am, I have no green thumb at all. So this was a really bad fundraiser for me. So, but regardless, I, we were able to shut that fundraiser down and put our full attention on this gala that was really, really successful and was taking off for us. And so, but the thing was, is we were starting from scratch and I often come across people who are like trying to put a band aid or trying to build a fundraiser, you know, like, oh, well, we'll just make this, this one fundraiser that we've been doing. We'll make it bigger and better. And we'll just add these elements and then all of a sudden it'll raise more money. Now there are definitely things that you can do to increase funds on your fundraisers that you're currently doing. But if you're trying to reach a different demographic, if you're trying to reach, reach, like you're trying to raise funds that are at a completely different level, let's just say you're raising like 10 to 20,000 on a fundraiser and you're trying to do a fundraiser. That's more like a hundred to 200,000. These are two completely different fundraisers. Okay. So you're going to have to shut something down at some point and really put your attention on something that's bigger. So I'm not saying like you have to do it today, but like I said, you start to build something and you realize that you're like, I can't plant, you know, and I use the analogy of a home. Like I I couldn't, you can't put a 3000 square foot house on top of a thousand foot foundation. Like it just doesn't work. And that's what a lot of people are trying to do. So think about the infinite game, really go back to your mission and your vision and remind yourself why you're even raising these funds in the first place. Why are you even raising these funds? Does it matter where the money comes from? Does it matter how that this gala or this walk or run happens? Think through what's in the best interest of the work that you're doing so that you can work towards the infinite, the long Game. I know it totally changes your perspective, doesn't it? (laughs) I mean, like it's a, it's a mindset shift. It's totally, you're flipping everything on its head, but I want you to go back to the drawing board and remind yourself why you're doing certain things. And I know, like I said, you may have just been given an assignment, but regardless of whether it's an assignment or it's something that you could totally change, go back and look at why you're doing the things that you're doing and how you're engaging volunteers, how you're getting them plugged in and start changing your story a little bit as you're that elevator pitch, as you're talking to somebody, all you have to do is just switch it a little bit and remind people that, you know what? Yes, we're doing this fundraiser for the short term, but the long-term plan is X and this is what we're moving towards. So people want to be a part of something that's like, wow, we're changing things up. The worst thing about some of these fundraisers that have been going on for years and years and years is that they're boring and people get bored so easily. I read a statistic recently that we ha- our attention span is eight seconds. A goldfish is nine. <laughs> we have a shorter ex- attention span than a goldfish. And so if that's the case, then we can't keep repeating fundraisers year after year after year and expecting people to be like, oh, Wow, this is the greatest thing ever, and oh, this your cause is amazing. Like you've got to give them new reason and remind them that you're playing the the infinite game, that finite, uh and not the finite game, right? It's not the short term, it's the long term. So use the years, the days, the hours that you have today towards something that's so much bigger. And every day you'll wake up. Up and you'll be motivated to do the work you're doing so much more. And so I just, you know, I I've been mulling over this for quite some time and, you know, just really been thinking about, you know, what do I want to do in the years to come and what kind of impact do I want to make? And those things are an absolute gauge on decisions of, of who I partner with and who I work with. So I hope you will do the same as you move into this week. I just, um, encourage you to continue to keep your eyes on what is most important. Why are you even doing this at all? So that will make it so much easier when you are knocking on those doors and talking to people, because you're inviting people to be a part of something so much bigger and so much further. Uh, the impact is so much greater than the years that you or I will be here. So, all right. Well, if you, if you need anything in the meantime, you guys know that you can reach me at Mary at or you can check out maryvaloni.com and, uh, would love to have a conversation with you. If you're thinking about, Hey, how do I take my organization to the next level, uh, be sure to jump on maryvaloney.com. I do have an application on my website just for a 20 minute conversation to talk further about the work that you're doing. So would love to give you some encouragement one-on-one, talk through your cause and just help you however I can. So hope you have a great week. Let's go change the world. One volunteer and one dollar at a time.